Welcome to the Weekly Hijack. Hola! Tonight's episode was called Left Behind. Behind. Ooh! <laughs> Yogi Coke. Uh, no Nicolas Cage here, though. No, no. Uh, that's okay. Or, but did everyone or, else did just disappear? Or Kirk Cameron, I guess. But that's true. I guess there was some... Like in thin air. Uh, it, was like, it was like Elder's Rapture. <laughs> How do you suppose they actually did that? The tunnels? Probably. Locke never mentions the tunnels. Though. That's true. He wouldn't know it was tunnels. Theoretically, unless they, like blindfolded him or something. I'd see if they mentioned... There's so many of those little details. We're getting to the point where, like, I remember the big things, but not all the in and outs of the episodes. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And this is one I did not remember the flashback of. It hadn't really stuck in my mind. I mean... I remember the meeting, but I couldn't remember much else. The meeting between... Cassidy and... And Kate. Kate. Okay. So I guess we can cover that real quick. I mean, I guess there's not too many surprises. Interesting to see Cassidy again. We were talking about before we started recording that she and Kate actually do see each other again after when Kate is off island in season. I want to say season five is when they run into the show that, but it could be it could be season four. Yeah, in a flash forward. But this is apparently before she gives birth and all that. So this is. This is certainly a, a flashback. It's not essential. I don't think it's a bad one, but it's one no. of those season three ones. They're like, uh, it helps. You're making connections between Cassidy and Kate. Yeah. And then it, it is kind of an, an interesting scene with mom. It is nice to finally touch base with her because the only time that we had seen Kate and her mom together since then was when she was in the hospital and she starts crying for help, which out of context is a really kind of creepy sequence. Like, holy cow, mm-hmm. is, is Kate some sort of monster? Yeah. But no, it's just her mom was being honest. She she was not going to put up with Kate again. No, nope. showing up, which I I remember like having a hard wrestling with that her, the mom's whole motivation there. Yeah, um, I mean, in some ways, it's not rational that some, that you would defend someone who was abusing yeah. her to an extent that Kate felt that she had to murder him. Yeah, but hearts are irrational, and I'm not. Yeah, I'm not convinced that is. It's not plausible in certain situations. Yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's true. Yeah, and the whole idea of, like, Kate putting herself into or trying to fix things that she shouldn't be putting herself into is a recurring theme and actually is very relevant to this episode. Yes, yeah, it's kind of her her realizing that this is her flaw. And, like, in some ways she realizes, oh, yeah, this is what I do. Mm-hmm. And it's not always a good thing. Like, you could... When she was apologizing to Jack, you could kind of read into like she's realizing this is the same thing that she that has gotten her into trouble before. And this where the I think where the flashback does work is that it, it is a good like the best flashbacks. It makes the present day better. Yeah, it adds commentary and color to the present yeah. day events. And plus, then you have on both sides two conning women trying to help kind of each other. Mm-hmm. in both versions yeah there's there there's a lot of uh there's there's a lot of things going like themes interesting themes here the on one hand is about being left behind and sawyer is being threatened about being left left kicked behind, out or kicked yeah. out being outside of the group so it's all about there's a lot of like wanting to belong to a group and being at at odds oh. and ends oh and they brought back the whole like you're a good person you're a bad person thing which we hadn't seen a lot of since too that showed up a lot the, that's always been the other's thing and it was always like super morally confusing because like the others also don't seem to be that great mm-hmm. you could definitely tell Locke at this point is trying to become part of the others tribe. he drank the he, he, he drank the kool-aid yeah or, or he wants to desperately yeah he, he wants to be a part of whatever they're doing but even though he doesn't really completely understand what they're doing yet because he was arguing for them and they want to work with him and 
all that stuff. So it's interesting to be like, I was thinking about this episode in the context of the last couple of episodes. You had, you know, I had Sawyer. He's not doing the nicknames for a while, and he helped out. You know, he kind of turned a corner with giving up the diamonds. You know, this season largely changes Sawyer from. I mean, he's been moving this way a long time, but he's like mm-hmm. he actually could be a leader at this point. You would you would buy it. Yeah, it's interesting setup for honestly season five when mm-hmm. he really has to step into that leadership role. He doesn't because Jack is on his way back. He doesn't really have to go into that whole hog yet, but it does. It really is a great setup for for that. And of all characters you mentioned during the episode of all characters, Sawyer does seem to actually have the most redemption arc on the Island. The Island is actually good for him in a sense. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I don't know how much he regresses once he leaves the Island. Cause he's pretty, at that point, he's still pretty torn up about losing Juliet. Yeah. And I'm all, I've always been curious what his off Island life was like. Yeah. And we saw this episode also, Kate seemed to have made some progress in her own, but at the same time, I, I mean, she doesn't change it, but she at least recognizes it. She reckon that's true. But I remember even in season six, though, she has some of the same issues <laughs> of putting herself into places where she doesn't need to be, which now, may just be the lost writers. It's debatable whether that's bad character progression or if that's just consistent characterization. <laughs> so I guess and I don't know if this was what the point of the episode was, but it's interesting because there's certain characters that don't change a lot. Like Jack kind of. Keeps rotating around. I mean, he does eventually progress, but it takes him a long time. He goes through versions of Jackness. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And so does Kate. But Sawyer actually does seem to move. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an interesting... I don't know. I don't know what that means. It's probably just, I mean, well, it's just because that's what works for the writers and what the show needs right there. But... Yeah. I, I mean, mean, if you try to bring the just lost, just island morality, it's an interesting... That, that is true. I mean, it's. I was trying to think of like long term, how many characters really do find redemption over the course of the story and how many just kind of stagnate. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I would say Charlie finds good redemption. Yeah, he's that, made a lot of progress. He's made a lot of progress. Isn't that, and it's not just the, the fact that he sacrifices himself, but I mean, he sobered up. He's he took, invested in the community and other people. He's and he's taken responsibility for his own sins with yep. him confessing with some last yep. episode. Claire, well, Claire is a mixed bag. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like that's the one the writers try to do something with, and it, it never quite mm-hmm. worked right. Son and Jen's relationship, though, definitely redeemed. <laughs> that's they, very redeemed. They came a long way. Saeed was a character that was kind of stagnant. I think. I mean his his character was was odd because like in some ways he. He was a better person even before they he crashed on the island. Yeah, he had like half redeemed himself, and then the island kind of brought like made him work through the demons again. Mm-hmm. So and then he wound up like sinking farther into darkness by the end. Yeah, although he did sacrifice himself. So it, Saeed's a, is a tricky nut to diagnose, and, and, and Locke is just all over the place. I'm not sure that metaphor actually made sense. But <laughs> a tricky nut to diagnose. Yeah, uh, but, but yes, Locke is all over the place. He has a pretty tragic ending. He does so. progress some ways, but he also regresses in the worst possible ways. And it's yeah. like, uh, mm-hmm. Ben actually makes progress. Yeah, uh, astonishingly. <laughs> and and Desmond, I think. Yeah. In the sense that... Yeah, he does. I mean, he, he, he becomes more... He's like, when you see him in season two, he's very, like, depressed, end of his rope. Mm-hmm. You know, he's ready to kill himself. Right. And three, he's working out of that. By, you know, by the time... He, by time he helps. He, I mean... Right, right. The, and... I think the whole search for the freighter and all that stuff helps prepare him to see, be able to see Penny again. I don't know, possibly. But 
But yeah, I'd say Desmond has come a long and, way. And Jack does get there. He goes from reluctant leader to like, okay, I, I, I can do this thing. Mm-hmm. And Kate is a mix. I mean, she's a mixed bag. I don't know. She she no, here's how she progresses. She does try to, she raises Aaron. For a while. I mean, she does invest in other people. Mm-hmm. Which is really, I guess, the, I mean, one of the main themes of the loss, I guess, is this, and are you going to be part of a bigger group or not? Mm. I never really thought about it that way. I mean, and that's what the others were trying to do also, but mm-hmm. they also went, you know, cult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. You could take a whole angle of just loss, individual versus community, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that, we've been, yeah. we've been anyway. very big picture. Sorry, yeah. Uh, one, I want to touch on, and this may be very literary, maybe we'll see. I like that. <laughs> uh, but a character design thing I was noticing. So Kate and Juliet are dressed very differently. Yes. Kate is very green camo, like jungle girl-ish. And then Julia is in her, like her flowing blue shirt and has mm-hmm. exudes the ice queen. The ice queen. Sense, oh man. Sense yeah. of her, of, her, her stare of yeah. who, of who Juliet is. And it's a, very, it's a nice like contrast between these two characters at this moment. But then while they're running from mm-hmm. the smoke monster, they fall into a, pile of mud which i don't think is coincidental no because like all of a sudden now they look the same they're they're in the same boat basically because they they're both covered in mud they're both all brown and that's when they finally kind of understand each other again i mean because that's when the confession like oh i know this i left no Mm. i think you're right i don't know how to put it together like that but i think yeah that is the mud is very like oh it's there but i think it does play that literary role Mm-hmm. It's it just something I I think it was the first time I noticed it, but just it was just interesting because again, Juliet's like whole demeanor is so like cool and collected as opposed to Kate's like I'm gonna go do this thing mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of like I said, Jungle Girl. <laughs> so anyway, that but that was fun. Of course, Tash is not in the room, but she was. We were trying to remember: is Juliet an actually a plant here? Though I, I'm pretty sure she is. I kind of feel like there's. Something. I think at the end of an episode or two, she like communicates with Ben again. Yeah, I think that's true. Um, yeah, yeah, she's having probably having to get. This is how she gets redeemed with the others. Mm-hmm. She has to go through this whole thing. I don't yeah. remember what the purpose of it is, though. I don't recall either. Maybe it's just to have a, a a spy in their camp. Ironically, I think she does wind up working with the survivors more anyway. Like, I mean, certainly I, in the last battle, she does. I mean, she wants she wants she doesn't like the others. Yeah. But she's just stuck in this middle line. I mean, she is the one left behind. I mean, in the truest sense, she belongs nowhere uh-huh. at this point. I mean, in in a way, she is like she's working for Ben, but I think she still probably thinks of herself kind of on her own, a freelancer. She'll, she'll go with whatever side will, will take her, I would yeah. think. Now, <sighs> that's speculation. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's she's so she's so hard to read. <laughs> she's sly. Yeah. She's devious. Mm-hmm. And you're right. She's super cold. She does exude that ice mm-hmm. queen thing. Which I think is perfect why they, they cast her in once upon a time as an ice queen. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, just lies inside of lies. And, we, you know, just in our, our uh, smoke monster, you know, they always reveal something new. That's what the sonic fences are for. Yep. Which I get, again, thing that people could probably speculate about before. But this, it was nice to have that confirmation that, yep. and really not too far after, uh, this probably would have been like a month after they had first introduced the Sonic Fences. That was really yeah. like three or four episodes ago. Mm-hmm. So cool. Nice, nice pay. Now, is it true off. that she doesn't know what it is? She says, okay, we we know about it and not what it is. Yeah, I, I, that might be true. I think that's possible. There's At least for her. 
Yeah, yeah. It's hard to know if Ben even knows what it is. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if they even know the existence of the Man in Black. Yeah. To be honest, like you know, because there's a lot Jacob didn't tell him. Yeah, Jacob's uh, a gr- horrible leader. <laughs> yeah, very hands off. Too, yeah, too hands off. He's very free will. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess <laughs> that's kind of the whole problem with like, I mean, Jacob em- embodies the kind of enigmatic character of Lost, and like, I'm not gonna tell you, you guys got to figure this out on your own, kind of stuff. And it's very like he embodies. He em- embodies some of the frustration that the viewers have with the with the writers like just tell us he's he's very deist like i just get things going and then he goes i'm not highly involved in your life yeah yeah which is and i think probably for him it's just like i'm just a guy too. do what you want uh we've been saying this throughout our rewatch but another indication Hurley is the best leader of Lost. Hurley's easily. I mean, yeah, that's not, you know, I don't know they thought about it when they figured it out, but it's the obvious choice. <laughs> yeah. In retrospect, it makes complete sense because he was very much the one that was all about the community. Mm-hmm. Which uh, is what the island needs, like a legit good community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, like not not overboard in the faith, but not overboard in the side. You know, just like yeah. common sense. It's, it's, it's kind of astonishing actually in retrospect how well it works like Mm -hmm. it's one of these things like he was there the entire time you just overlook him yeah because he's early he's early (laughs) he doesn't try to be he just in the background all the time Mm -hmm. anyways interesting episode indeed um about the play over and and it's one of those episodes at the end you really still don't know what you think about the juliet k thing i remember first time watching like i don't know what i feel about Mm -hmm. anything that just happened like how much of it was true, I yeah. still don't quite know at this point. Yeah, I, th- I think it is a stronger episode than um, than it tends to be uh, credited towards. Because I think the impression, because I, I remember like commercials for it really played up to like there's a rumble in the jungle, and it was like this cat fight oh, between yeah, Kate and Juliet. But it's like now there's a lot more going on here than just the two of them handcuffed in the it, jungle. It is more a, more of a subtle focused episode than some. Mm-hmm. Still don't know why Jack was asleep for so much longer. Than said, yeah, that was weird. Kate and Juliet were like awake for like a whole day before they woke him up. Well, and here, yeah, and here's the thing is like, if this was all a setup and Kate wanted to go back, was Juliet supposed to convince them? Did they know they were going to go back to Jack and Saeed? I, I mean, knowing Kate, I guess you could have just assumed that was what was That was happen. what Kate would, would do. I mean, they just super drugged out Jack just because... Yeah, that's possible. I mean, Saeed was just hooked up in the I mean, they, playground, they, so he could they, just say different. They may have set that up for Kate and then, like, drug Jack later, like the yeah. next day or something. They may not have actually left when Kate thought they were leaving. Well, that's true, too. I mean, Saeed would have seen something somewhere, but... Possibly, but what we we don't really know where it, he was It doesn't up. really matter, necessarily. I mean, he was he was chained to the playset a couple episodes ago. Oh, yeah, but he probably... He could have, but yeah. he wouldn't have to be. They could have. Did they say it back? Didn't they? He say he's in the backyard somewhere when they came in. Juliet said, "Oh, Saints. you're right." Anyway, there are things, you, the ways you could explain it. I do have to add one extra thing. Again, one more one of those painful scenes when they have to relocate the shoulder. <laughs> I mean, there's just every once in a while there's a scene lost, like no, don't do ah. <laughs> <laughs> Though the worst one might still be when when Locke breaks his leg in season. Uh, four, is that it? Yeah. When he falls down that hole and like you yeah. see the bone sticking out. Oh, do you? I forgot about that. Oh gosh, <laughs> I'm not looking. I'm not looking forward to that. <laughs> anyway, we need to wrap this up. Okay, too long. Thank you for listening to the weekly hijack. Uh, this was disc 
are we on disc three still? Four. We're on disc four. So yep. we're getting we're getting in the second half of season three. We're uh, some more interesting things. Which Naomi will be showing up here before too oh, long. Oh yeah. So stay tuned. Until next time. This is Tim. This is Nick. Bye bye.